either. I might have to throw up soon for the record. So let's just warm up and I'll let you know if I have to go. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. <laughs> you sh- I'm not sure you should have told me that. Why do you struggle with that? No, because I struggle with the urge not to say disgusting things. No. <laughs> just the evil. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's <laughs> how it me. works, though. Is it? Harry's like one of those gangsters where you're like, you know, he's like, I'll beat you up. And you go, oh, yeah, like how? Just, don't, don't worry. I'll, I, I just will. You know, I'll beat you up in horrible ways. What How? What kind of ways? Just gruesome, horrible ways. No, just, just uh, you know, just. I just imagine a nice, uh, greasy English breakfast and... <laughs> okay, see? <laughs> Let's get it done. Yeah, yeah, we go, we go ahead. <laughs> that was like challenging shit. My office is just around the corner from where the Zurich Film Festival is happening. And I'm, I'm driving past on one of those electric scooters. So today has been a great day for me. I spilled uh, tomato sauce no. on my shirt. Yeah, yeah, I spilled tomato sauce on my shirt. I was driving past um, a group of beautiful, stunning women, <laughs> all in black tight trousers mm-hmm. and high heels and pink shirts. It was like, it, it looked like, it was a uniform. It was obviously for, I don't know, some advertising gig that they had. And they were just lining up in front of that thing. And I'm just driving past them on my electro scooter like a 12-year-old. Oh, my with, God. With, with a dirty shirt. Giving, like, them, giving them a wink. Like, yes. hey. oh, oh, look at that creepy fat cunt on the scooter. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. We all been there. Yeah. Not oh, damn. Actually, no. <laughs> yeah, you have, Harry. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, my younger relationship to women, I would have been like, oh, and gone all nerdy and not yeah, made shy. eye contact. You wouldn't even make eye contact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just look I at would the ground. Like, have <laughs> just changed direction and taken a different like, route. And then <laughs> left, yeah, left town. Yeah. <laughs> X, Y, and Z podcast. <laughs> Can you turn down, tune down your enthusiasm? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got that? This is the X, Y, and Z podcast. I'm here tonight. God, you, you've got Today. that. He's got your catch a predator voice on. <laughs> catch a predator. Try one more time. This is the X, Y, and Z podcast. I'm here with my man, Dinaira. Hey. And the man of the hour, oh. Harry Fox. Good, uh, whatever it is, with you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> my, name is, my, name <laughs> Every is time. my name is Christian Breaker. Um, g'day. And uh, today we're going to talk about one of us three. Today it's about Harry Fox. We, we were talking about pheromones before we started the episode, and immediately Harry started gendering the, the, the pheromone story. 
because of somebody he smelt once. <laughs> right. And apparently only women only can women. smell. Only, only women, women yeah. can smell. I, yeah, I but I heard that there was like, yeah, four pheromones inherently that everyone in the world matches to one of them. Mm-hmm. And your partner will pro- has the exact same ones that you like and you have the ones that they like or, you know, uh, aligned with or whatever. Yeah, and there's some evolutionary mechanism to stop bad matches, I think. It's called natural selection. So do you Maybe. think... Which is why ev- British people are going to be extinct in front of you. <laughs> Got them. No, British people are like rats. Yeah. If there's a nuclear war, there's still some British people. I would have used cockroaches as a comparison. Yeah, oh, cockroaches, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Things that will survive bottom feeders. apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of um, the evolution of of a Harry. <laughs> now uh, we we started the deep dive series a couple of months ago, and um, every now and then we will talk a little bit more in detail about one of us. Mm. And uh, today it is uh, it is about you, Harry, and um, you you were by and large an ancient human. Um, <laughs> especially when it comes to this podcast yeah, um, the, I, we can do six seasons of a Netflix show <laughs> on the last 48 years what I would think. you call it uh, I would probably uh, call it fucked I'm just thinking we shouldn't go Stanley Kubrick on this one I think we should really do a good tight 90 minute edit <laughs> of your life like <laughs> cut out the fat and i mean that the, the I mean, years were, when you were just staring at the screen exactly, boring shit. long periods of boredom we'll make it 30 minutes life. then harry can time his or- orgasm for the <laughs> final scene <laughs> so he finishes with the music yeah, yeah. <laughs> just ends on a climax <laughs> we have we have a bit of a hans zimmer um, organ kind mm. of thing. You have a giant. And this is when he realized it was all a dream. <laughs> I mean, a bit of interstellar masturbation, like yep. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think we're gonna deep dive a little bit into. All right, let's go. Let's what go. makes Harry tick, especially mm. with regards to men and women? Because <laughs> it's no surprise that you're obviously like opinionated in your perspective of life, whatever whatever that comes from on the way women work the way men work and the differences between them and all that stuff i don't think it's so prevalent in christian and i we don't necessarily filter most things through that kind of lens right uh but you do harry a lot and i I would like to dismantle that a little bit so where, where where does this come from like what 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 drives your view about gender so much and why is it such a, a dominant force in analyzing the world? And don't say Patrice O'Neill. No, I, I, I mean one thing is one thing. I, I, I don't know where we're going to start. I can just um, let's let's start uh, first let's, sexual experience. Maybe that's a good point. Uh, uh, okay, ignoring like oh, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Harry's face right now. Seven years old. Doctor, what doctors and nurses with uh a girl called paula johnson you know you play the doctor's game oh uh, yeah yeah we've <laughs> all got right those was it called hide the sausage or? <laughs> I, was, I was a doctor and mm. yeah and, and, and that I, was your first experience of fingering did she uh <laughs> did she show you show you the clit already at that age like <laughs> you, you know was what? paula from essex and <laughs> knew everything <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how Harry got <laughs> his first hemorrhoids. crazy is that even at that age, I had a, I had an understanding that this was a hoe. Because <laughs> <laughs> she let all the neighborhood do the doctors and nurses oh, thing with fuck. her. Oh, really? It was just like... <laughs> how, how is she today? I've got no idea. I she dead. I mean, she was in a. She was in the. It, it was this town I grew up in, Rumsey, and and there was there was a weird mix of people near Southampton in South England, and uh, so you were seven. Yeah, like playing doctors and nurses, just hanging out. You had sex at seven? No, it wasn't sex. No, no, that's it fingering. Was, you it's asked. Like just you said or sexual something. experience. Yeah, I know, but I was just double checking you. No, there was no sex, no intercourse involved. Okay, well, that's very normal for a child. And, uh, yeah. So I'm glad you were liberated at such a young age. and I, you, you weren't uh, oppressed in any shape or form sexually, yeah. were you? And, and uh, the funny thing was is that this, this girl, her name was Paula. Uh, she, she was in a family of like seven kids and just the mum. The mum, the mum you could just know because she would yell the names of her kids every mm. evening and you could hear it like half a kilometer away. <laughs> Was she like, was more like a siren. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you knew that it was seven. But um, what was, uh, were, were you, did you did you feel like you, you had sexual pressure when you were young? Like as a, as a child or were you, were you quite free? I think actually, I mean, to me the thing, okay, so one perspective on sex in general, and, and this goes back to, so I went to a boarding school later at the age of 11. And up until maybe eleven or twelve, I didn't. I, I, I wasn't really interested in girls. Or yeah, I you're, wasn't you're a boy. Yeah, I wasn't interested sexually. And then, and then there's like this moment where it's almost like you get someone put a virus on your computer. Suddenly, you're just like, oh. And there, there was this weird time in spring at my school where actually the whole year went crazy. It was, we were playing like some stupid game on the schoolyard of like, like tag, you know, these time games you play and it, and it mm. got suddenly very gropy and the girls were like, ah, and running around, like, <laughs> like waving what little tits they had. And the boys are running around <laughs> like horny dogs. It was, it was crazy. It was really like, so they groped you here for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was, sadly chasing where i could and then and then for some reason they can run really fast when i chase them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, uh, and they don't laugh anymore <laughs> <laughs> but, but i guess the thing was back then is is i mean i was pretty clueless about girls and very awkward and i mean i didn't like it, it's to me it's interesting comparing it with my son now who grew up with an older sister he he understands women in a way that took me like years to figure out like there's something if you just have brothers where you don't get i'm always baffled by the language that you're using yeah. it's like it's always an enigma it's always kind of a puzzle you you look at it as a as a as a challenge you 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 have um the way that you phrase um, that relationship mm. is always about figuring something out. Yeah, because because the thing is, I, because I didn't, I I didn't get what how to interact with girls. Basically, I didn't, I didn't get that, that part. I do get, but just how you described the relationship uh, that your son has with his sister, he understands, like the, the context that you're putting it in. It's it, he he doesn't have to go through. 
um, hoops to understand the other person. Mm. Like, like it's a game. Right. You know what I mean? You 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 gamify. I, for I example, think, I think I can explain this to you guys. Because like I'm sure Christian and I, I have the same experience where like yeah sure at some point girls are a mystery. You have no idea what you're doing around them. But then like later on, you know, 18, 16 onwards, like girls are just people, friends that you don't really have to think about or, well, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I agree. But, but I mean, to me, the thing that, you know, like I had like friends that were girls. It wasn't, it wasn't about that. It was the, I guess the thing maybe that like, maybe there's someone listening who gets where I'm coming from. Like you both had sisters around and there's something Kind of like you grew up, like like basically what I see with my son, he knows. He's had he he's not seeing girls as like something alien, like he right like you do, like I did for a long time, yeah. Okay. Why? So is this because of boarding school? Was it an old boys? Boarding? I think it's. I think it's just simply. I grew up, uh, yeah, like like with a brother around without without. Without uh, no girls, just hanging around. Yeah, yeah, like you got there's there's there was my mom. mom and my grandmother basically. Okay, so oh, okay, okay, which is interesting. So and, you have and may, maybe the other thing, like because maybe because my parents divorced when I was two. I was born in Wiesbaden in Germany, and then we we my mom took us back to England, and so I also didn't have like a dad giving me hints or something like that. Mm. So my dad gave me no hints. <laughs> if, okay. if i would have learned dating from my father i would have ended single yeah for <laughs> the rest of my life yeah, yeah but you still had like you saw your parents so you've got some some, yes. some yeah, kind of role model for that's like true, yeah. how yeah. At, how a man and a woman behave around each other yeah he occasionally gives uh, your mom a bit of a squeeze on the ass and you know I, I grew up in a good household. Okay, <laughs> Christian, they were just they did that behind Daniel. the door. You just, <laughs> you, just, you just heard the slap. straight up. You just heard the slaps after 10 p.m. Like, okay, mm. it's too tight. <laughs> Not as tight as the Lord Savior Christ. Pray, Jesus. Jesus. Pray to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, play at the altar of the anus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I was like very awkward for a long time, I guess up until, up until probably university, you know, I started to loosen up a bit. Um, uh, yeah. But okay, so uh, boarding school was an all boys boarder. No, no, it was mixed. It was mixed, co-ed, um, as they say in America. Um, so where, where do you think that kicked in? That, because Dean and I are picking up on this heaps. This gamification of of the relationship with a woman. Where do you think that started? Can I can I quickly make a point with this? So the, yeah, the gamification agreed. So I'm trying to think about how, because I think we both and all agree at some level that the, the dating is a game, and like you can, yes. there are specific ways that you can flirt with a girl that would make her more interested. There are like like simple techniques. You know, either you're one of those weirdos on YouTube Googling it or you kind of just discover it or it's part of your personality that just works, yeah. whatever. So I know like where it all comes from. And like you start with that as a foundation, like negging, for example, you know, or whatever. but I've never yeah. used negging on a, on a guy, for example. So I wouldn't know if it's the exact same thing. And I imagine it is. I, I think in the end, these, these tropes are 
purely manipulation. Yeah, exactly. And and this is the thing that I don't fully understand. So maybe maybe I'm too naive. This is where I want you to enlighten me, Harry. Well, maybe I'm okay. looking at the world in too much of a naive way where I go like, well, I actually kind of love everybody. So why doesn't everybody love me back? That's kind of how yeah. I by and large see the world and without trying to like hack them like a bullet biological yeah. piece of no motherboard. but the thing is i'm also like i don't try to hack people like this whole kind of youtube using strategies and shit is just fucking weird it, it, like okay i'm not saying you're like that so i know like you've mentioned stuff like you gotta feel it in your balls and women can pick it up when you feel it in your balls it's true yeah, explain something like that to us. Okay, all right. I guess I, maybe this is where it comes from. So there is a bit I'm skipping over where, like, my first semi-real sexual encounter that went badly wrong and left scars. We'll but, come back. But we, on her? <laughs> on me. And, <laughs> okay. Wow. And, and, I mean, there was... Uh, I, yeah. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it because let's pro stick to chronological order. So this was when I was like fifteen, and I like also like I I uh, like I developed pretty late physically, like the pubes and all that stuff. Like I think like around about fifteen, it took a long time. Around about fifteen, things started to happen. So I was later, than, and in a boarding school, that's pretty fucking awkward because you got oh, like yeah. some dude whose schlong is down to his foot, and you have to yeah. have showers and all. And then fun times. And then old me, Mister like Mister Ball, Mister Baby Dick Ball. If, if, <laughs> if only I'd known that twenty that, years that later, is actually that. cool. <laughs> that's that's a good. You could thing. have a career in porn. <laughs> exactly, but. Uh, uh oh god there's even more bizarre stuff um so the first time i came like mm. through masturbation mm. i'm in a dormitory with five other guys oh for fuck's sake that's a wait hold up this is usually a shared experience when, yeah when you are and we and we were all in this is bizarre. yeah it's it's quite common really? it's very common yeah i did not know that so a bunch of i want to ask you how you learned Jesus told me. <laughs> a bunch of 12 year olds. There was a hand. There was a laptop. The God of hand. Here we fucking hand go. Yeah. Okay, so six 12 year olds. And it, it was really bizarre because it wasn't in any way gay. It was all, we're all so curious. It's educational. What happens when we do this, guys? Somebody always knows. Yeah. And if you do this long enough, it'll feel great. We're, we're in a dormitory with six beds in it. And there's all it's all squeaking and everyone's mm. trying to fiddle around with it. <clears throat> and... <laughs> And uh, uh, initially, we're getting really deep. England in. is fucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and initially, like, like I, I, I could have this feeling that was kind of like an orgasm, but nothing came out. Yeah. And yeah, still to this day, Harry can't. <laughs> and then, and then we just used, fumes. We used to challenge each other. We weren't like we're in our own beds, lights off. We're not watching each other, but we're we're providing verbal updates. Of like how many of these semi-orgasms you could have. I remember one night I got up to forty of these, like and and, the <laughs> and then there was a guy called Kevin who always had to <laughs> change Kevin. his no. socks. There was mm. a guy called Damien who was the <laughs> first in the guy in the room that could actually produce fluid. Oh my god! And, oh. He, and when he and it was like like it's like a champagne bottle pop moment everything slow motion sperm like flying through the air no it was really oh. like it was really like uh it was a tiny it was like less than a teaspoon it did was, you see it 
he then proceeded to mm. go around each bed and show what he'd done. <laughs> like, switch the lights on and say, look, this is how it really looks. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Biological class. Oh, and, then, and then, like, you know, and then over the years following, I was there at this boarding school to 18. We got, it, there was, it was a weird point, like, within the next 12 months from then, it's, it's suddenly awkwardness and shame set in, and we all mm. started, like, finding ways to masturbate without anyone hearing it but it's there it's like tip is never use the duvet of a teenage boy that's crusty <laughs> yeah. and disgusting no way. no way then uh yeah so the first thing it was uh, the first experience with a girl that was sexual was this 15 i think it was 15 and uh at this point, I was still like sort of growing some hairs and stuff. There's a lot of detail here. This is the first time I think I've actually ever talked about this. Okay. Bang your fuck. And uh, what was her name? Isabel. And Izzy. Yeah. And she was of mixed race. She was an attractive girl, but she was also like, you know, at school where a girl gets a bit of a reputation for being a hoe. And then everyone starts to shun her a bit. So she had a bit of that going on. And then we're, we're such animals as human beings. Yeah, we're yeah, fucking assholes. For sure. It's really in retrospect. It, but it's all, yeah. It, I had a big debate with uh, my best buddy this weekend. We, there was a group of us um, uh, traveling together. And one of our mates was like, oh, my God, do you know what an, uh, um, a porcupine is? It's like, what? It's like, you know, the girls, if all the dicks that she fucked would stand out. Mm. It's like, that's so fucked up. Like, this, 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 up, because if you, as, would, a guy. as a guy, we still celebrate the, the hero, yeah. right? Like, oh, no, he gets up. some. Yeah. But if a, a woman doesn't get that yeah, appreciation yeah. ever. So it is yeah. like when you said like, oh, she's a bit of a hoe. And I think... Uh, I mean, and yeah, that's a side issue, but I think actually yeah. the main purveyors of that whole thing are actually women Patriarchy. more than men. Really? Yes. If you talk with women about this, especially attractive ones, the worst slut shamers are the women. There's a competitiveness about women that mostly I think men don't get exposed to. It's this bitchy competitiveness, and they're, they're so subtle about it that when we're mostly oblivious to it but if you find a find a hot woman and to, i mean this was interesting for example like uh layla who was on the show when she gets on stage she talks about how like she's into stealing boyfriends and stuff and and she deals with this because like immediately all the women in the room hate her but she's got a strategy to get them all back and it's super smart um but the whole the like guys are idiots when it comes to slut shaming we're like yeah i banged her and then we spread the word but, but it's com amongst us it's more like masculine toxic masculine fighting yeah it is thing. because it's exactly. who has more right who's more powerful yeah, yeah. and then women's and then the women social. step in and start saying yeah like implying that she has diseases or she's a hoe or something like that sure, yeah. yeah and then and with it they're like if you want access to mine don't fuck that one anymore that's mm. that's basically how this thing works. Okay, and so you fucked the hoe. No, no, no. 
No, what happened was was it was underneath uh, it was underneath the stage of the school theater. Mm. Wow, and, now it's romantic. And we start getting it on a bit, and then I totally freaked out. I panicked. I was like, I was like a complete virgin. This is the first first time I, it got hard. Yeah, but it was yeah. I just felt completely uncomfortable, and then and I and it was really fucking awkward. It was like it, that took some years of years of shame to get over because yeah. because like yeah, yeah, it was just fucking. I just I wasn't ready for it. And, oh, but and she she wanted it. Yeah, she wanted it, and I and I I'm like I go with it, and then I'm like, I don't want to do this. Mm. Like, because at this point I'm like I just I want. Did you want to save yourself for your for your? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. If if only me now is like, like just stick it in anything. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess obviously so, the trauma started after that. Well, I think actually because I I bailed on the experience, she probably told a bunch of people at school as well, and it just became a whole awkward thing, which meant I was never going to get laid at school. That's that's what it led to. Mm, that sucks. And in a boarding school until eighteen, yeah, that's like three hundred people. So would all the all the gossip goes around, yeah. And and it's like Harry's weird. He, he I we're going to do it, and he didn't want to do it. Kind of shit. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Okay. So, did you that ever leads. talk to someone professional about this? Or? <laughs> it's no, the first time he's sorry. ever mentioned it, dude. <laughs> I'm talking to two professionals right now. You're going to commit suicide. And, <laughs> okay. So, um, th this was your your first experience, but you said that you kind of have an idea of where where we are coming from with with this original question. It's like that that level of of um of yeah. gamification so where where this actually comes from jumping over my entire sexual history i think actually it probably began uh at university i would assume it's a very short history studying <laughs> studying physics uh because yeah, definitely a very short history yeah. physics yeah. <laughs> physics makes you analyze everything and it and to me it just became a fascination like i was getting some by then but to me it became a fascination to analyze the dynamics of relationships and stuff, try to understand it from a scientist's point of view. And uh, I feel that after 30, 40 years, my work is complete. And now, <laughs> no. now, now I just need to reveal to the world through this podcast. Uh, are you going to gonna write a book? <laughs> are you going to become the Harry Seldon of uh, the fucked up psychohistory of women? Mm. <laughs> no. This was a reference to a TV show that's coming out very soon. Sorry. Look, uh, here's here's okay before anyone hates me anymore here's my fundamental thought on this stuff that there is a there is a beautiful thing about masculine and feminine and is it's represented probably best by the yin yang symbol of these two things in flow and some of one is in the other and there's they're not a static thing it's a permanent flow and uh and and understanding that what that symbolizes through experience is it, it's a it it's actually beautiful and it's also it's also in the way the most hilarious joke when you understand how each gender misunderstands the other like in retrospect like like how guys are like I just want to fall in love and she's and like be a hero and she's my prince or queen princess or queen and and like happily ever after. And she's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, she's, and then in and then the other thing is, what women don't get about men, 
is how immature we are. We're simple creatures, and they actually they 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 assume there must be more, uh, and most of the time there isn't. And and it, in a way, like once you understand the dynamics of this, it's 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 like the the funniest joke ever told about how men and women like need each other and also have no way to make it work well. Maybe the reason I can't follow you on this Christian help me out, dude, is because like you gender it. Cause I've seen the, like, I feel like I've seen and experienced the spectrum of <coughs> the, the most feminine men to the most masculine men and the most masculine women to the most feminine women. Yeah. yeah. And I've seen people who match up on either side of that spectrum on either whatever gender, it doesn't matter. You know, yeah, so this, like this is this the, is sorry, sorry, dude. The difference between men and women, it's like ah, I hate anyone who starts that kind of thing. It's like it doesn't matter. But so yeah, I, okay. I um I I totally see the the concept of the yin and yang element, um, which is you know it's a, it's a symbiotic kind of relationship, but also there is there is a barrier in between. But also, again, there is something of each other in 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 us, right? Yeah. Um. So that I do see. The big problem I have with the with the gender uh, focus is it drives stereotypes, and okay. uh, and especially with the, the thing that you said before, you have to feel it in the balls. To me, that sounds like a fucking monkey um, slapping yeah. on, his, on, on 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 his own chest. Yeah. You, can can you follow that that thought? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just it's like oh, I have to be a man. It's like yeah, okay. Um, do I though? Because um, I I'm so much more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's the reason but, we've suppressed all wait, our feelings our okay, whole life. Wait, wait. So let me let me let me try and I'm going to handle this like a lawyer. So when I said earlier, I said masculine and feminine. Yeah, sure. I didn't say male and female. Now I made ah, that distinction. But you, okay. Because because also like if you look at in in. Like in China, for example, they also talk about different types of food that are yin or yang. Yes. So there's some that give you heat and energy and others that cool you down and sure. calm you. Sure. And they also associate that to be masculine and feminine within yeah. yin and yang. So 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 which one is good? Within <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the Chinese gum communist government, the one that's like ninety five percent male. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, actually, the the if you look at the the way the Chinese handle this stuff, they, for example, what they say is if the male part becomes too strong, it becomes very destructive yeah. to the world around and to the person themselves, which means you need to cool it down. And and like both halves need each other, and when it gets out of balance, you get fucked up shit happening. Like the world is as it is in now. Yeah, you could say yes. Yeah, and With more uh, female leaders. And and yeah. It, so sorry, I, but I, I but stopped you. I stopped you at the explanation between male and female, and masculine and feminine. Which so are two different. and I would say within masculine and feminine, like the spectrum that you described, Dean, fits with this well. It's like. You know, if we don't get stuck too much on the meaning of of masculine and feminine and associating it with tits and penises, it's just like it's it's more of a an essence, or you say a spiritual essence, maybe. Um, and and it's perfectly possible for there to be someone you call male, who is very feminine in their mm. nature, and vice versa. The thing is, Harry, like I get your whole 
perspective and understanding of the yin yang thing because i do agree with you there is a balance of masculinity and femininity in all of us and the world needs to be more in touch with either side depending on what's lacking right because um i i mean i we do we often see like a superiorly masculine toxic man with like a the most feminine petite like woman it's like often a weird match that they externalize it in each other or something mm -hmm. but what i don't get though is that you still tend to gender these things all the time. And I mean it like, I mean, I, of course, I don't, I'm not attacking you in any way or anything. Um, but often you're like, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example, Christian. Like when Harry's like, it's because oh, she's yeah. a woman. I have an example. Um, when you guys, when you guys rocked up at uh, my apartment. <laughs> which happens also to be my girlfriend's apartment uh -huh. um you said this looks like a chick made it <laughs> which it does <laughs> which is true to an extent but also what does that even mean because it is um and i don't want to blow the horn too much for for my girlfriend it's mm. it's stylish. It it, mm. it is it is very artsy. It has a uh, it has a, a a color scheme in there, of course. But which which I do appreciate. I, I appreciate that sort of attention to detail. Um, but what 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 would a boy's uh, apartment look like? Is it like so steel nice. and 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 uh, <laughs> fucking? pure concrete there's and a blacksmith thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a, like an old guy in the corner <laughs> slapping a hammer <laughs> what, what the fuck does that mean no so okay so first of all i should say uh, two things so one is that i generalize a lot about this topic and i don't believe in generalizations but but they're funny but they're funny okay sure and the other thing is is that this whole kind of spectrum of sexuality has arrived for me in the last sort of three four five years and i i'm too old to really process that wait that's like, fascinating like i grew up in a world where there were men and women and some gay people that nobody <laughs> talked about <laughs> and, that, and that was it basically like you didn't and you could go to a gay club and like oh look there are some gay people leather here, chaps you could yeah, identify with and, those and you know there was ymca and that was about it basically yeah. But so, so I haven't factored it into my like view of the world and I got nothing against anybody like, but okay. So getting back to, uh, like, like in generalized stereotypical terms, if it, it walking into that place, if it'd been a guy's place, there should at least have been some clothes lying on the floor, at least a random sock somewhere. Oh. And there was, I mean, that's the minimum. And, yeah. And, and the, just the pristineness was just like it's just like to me like a like a guy living in a place the way he lived it's like it's like i don't know i think of it like a dog it's just got to make some mess you know it's got to like 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 dig up some grass or I don't know, and and this could apply for both genders to me. Yeah, fully. I have lived with a pig before. It's yeah. like, you know and definitely, I mean? there's some for like you, the stories I've heard of guys who like I'm going to be sharing our flat with a girl at university, and it's like, fuck, I wish I'd never shared. She's such a mess. The bathroom is fucking awful. Mm. And, and th but this is basically the the element that I think you and I picked on, Dean. It's just like, I don't think that these elements are gendered. 
I think this is innately human. Yeah, but there's there's a a norm around if you generalize it. In general, women will tend to have a nicely tidy flat. Like like coming into this place, I'm pretty sure which you know Dean's just had to move a couple of times so right now there's a lot of boxes and stuff lying around we're at Dean's place I'm pretty sure that the person that cares more about this place looking good is your girl rather than you no um, so far I've been the cleanest one in relationships definitely a lot cleaner than I am in terms of like she she steams the floor you know because she she enjoys that kind of stuff but in terms of like decorating and all that, like we're equal. Oh yeah, in that okay. Department. But you have the you have the you're a bit of an exception because you're you've got the design thing, so you have a you have taste, yeah. visual taste. But I know that yeah, she prefers uh, the bathroom to be spotless um, at all times, kind of thing. Which is, is yeah. But I'm also like I you know I try and do the kitchen more often than than that. And I prefer my bathroom to have some spots of pee Ew. in front of the uh, oh, toilet. You're a fucking dirty cunt. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh. <laughs> No, I, I hate that, that sort of shit. I, I I grew up with a with a dad who next to being a pastor designed kitchens. And um for me, like um something that's visually appealing was always important. But I mean, okay, going back to your girl's place is that I saw nothing that said Christian Breaker on it, like no pictures on the wall. Like, I mean, knowing how much you love Australia, there should at least be something relating to what, Oz. a fucking map or a uh, southern cross. No, a just koala like, bear the just have a fucking racist. Just some like Australian rules t shirt or something like that. I don't know. Anything. Fair like, enough. Like something. Like if you if you were like I mean, we we need to go back to where you were living beforehand with, with your buddy to find out. There was a lot of art on the wall. What kind of art? Um, a lot of painters, photographers, but some random what, stuff. What did you put up? Painters. Okay. Yeah. Like, like who? Like what, what painter would you? Um, some friends of mine, like graffiti artists. Um, graffiti. Uh, that's a manly thing, right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> bunch of photographers that I really enjoy. Um, like surfer stuff. Surf. Yeah. Yeah. But that's in, that's on the wall as well. That's on the wall. So I, it wasn't at the time when, when we moved in. When we first time we came to uh, your fair place, enough. you've customized since. Um, that 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 might be true. Um, but yeah, okay, okay. But Never it's mind. a good it's a good example. I think it's just like the feeling I got is like this. This is a woman's place, and she's allowed this guy to live here, now, <laughs> which well, which was. I think accurate at the time. No, my my assumption was like, oh, um, your partner obviously prefers the decorating, and she must um, enjoy it more than you do. For example, you know, and has gotten free range to do whatever she wants. Um, or it, it was it was interesting because there, there was a, there was a certain level of we clicked immediately on some stuff yeah. like um, that's going to sound super douchey, but I'm going to go there. Um, I love uh, I love shitty old furniture from Bali, mm. and uh, there there's a certain vibe there, and it, it, she loves that too. And yeah. when I saw that, I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is brilliant!" In, so infused with oil of middle aged white woman. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chardonnay. It's cool. lotion. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's great. Because, um, but it, it 
there is there's a whole there's a whole thing about like aesthetic that I do enjoy and when you say that out loud as a guy that sometimes gets perceived as like mm. oh you get I mean you you, you I mean you got to okay we're getting into this quickly it's yeah. supposed to be about me but let's make it about you also mm-hmm. your your love of aromas is is interesting to me why what do you mean by that because I think I don't think I can I don't think I've ever met anyone at least knowingly who cared so much about scents as a guy I I literally wear deodorant and bought shit from the body shop yesterday for my soap because we like the smell. But but not but you're not at the level, Chris. Chris, what, what 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 are you, you talking about? You talk about it quite often about like like different scents and aftershave and whatever stuff you buy. Like like you have quite a lot of interest in that. You pl- place yeah, I, I, I guess that's true. Yeah, and and that's I'm, that's what Harry. It's go. It's 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 bordering on very feminine. <laughs> no, it is. I, I, no, I guess it is. I, I didn't good. use the G word. <laughs> I guess good. I guess it is. But this is why, like, I, I'm baffled by your earlier statement that you only realized the spectrum element of sexuality um, in the last what handful no, no, of no, years. No. no, I mean, I mean, the thing is, I was aware of you know, like, I mean you know back at i i grew up in the 90s and like like a university like fucking everyone was sleeping with everyone and so um you know like i was aware of it in that perspective but the way it's become now where it's got like a a, a fucking rainbow flag and a whole load of names and terms and blah 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 like like that sounds so old yeah what about this dude like how would you define your sexuality then and how would you say that um this is the type of person i'm attracted to missionary penetrate yeah i want to just hear what you say with that what sentences you use well there's this word sapiosexuality that i guess uh i get i mean i generally i yeah i get on better with people that but it's egotistical to say we're smart but if i can have a good like a funny good intelligent conversation with someone that far more likely equates to like good sex good relationship sure but um, and then you're attracted to for example ass (laughs) fair a a great ass will do it for me and uh yeah i don't know i mean i mean i think it's it's shifted actually quite what type of person describes someone that you're attracted to um oh shit there's i i mean these days it's like there's all kinds of i i used to be i used to have very i used to be into like girls with dark dark eyes and dark hair now now it's much more actually weirdly i've um i'm not really into attractive women anymore what about non-physically no, I I like people that have a good sense of humor that don't have like a sense of entitlement. That's attractive. I think what I'm trying to get to is like on the spectrum of feminine to masculine. Where does your attracted partner lie? I don't find dudes like this when nothing turns me on about guys. Yeah, I'm not saying and, that because so, your sexuality is, is apparently sapio, but it's like straight sapio. But then as a woman, like a kind of woman that you're attracted to, is it like a super feminine woman or a super masculine woman? Or where on that spectrum do you lie? Um, 
I guess somewhere in the middle. It it really varies. I mean, partly okay, this is super bad, but um these days I'm I'm just curious about people. Like like it's a level of like, oh, I've never had a thing with someone like that before. I'd I'd like to know what that's like. So um but I mean mostly I'm I find competent women women that have their shit together is always attractive to me like like a, a, a hot mess is not hot to me at all this is this is where i knew this conversation was going to go because i know underlying harry's values and his viewpoints are like they're good they're grounded in yes. fundamental proper places and you you always treat people well but then there's always on top of it that like superficial there's an overtone. Layer. There's an yeah, overtone. Yeah. this like ah, she's a woman and my balls and I gotta no, feel but, it. Okay, uh, here's all the that thing. stuff. Here's the thing. Is, all right, so we can get to, uh, here's here's my philosophy or whatever you want to call it on this. And this is this is like a metaphor, but it's kind of a more spiritual metaphor. It's like if you look at where like women's energy is you could say it's horizontal it spreads out into the world it goes left and right and around and they're they're like into all the things and women generally have like too much energy compared to a lot of guys they're like always they want to do something they're always like kind of active and whatever like in some level and and i think guys energy if you in this metaphor goes from the ground to the sky so it's like we we have the the big idea, the vision, the fantasy. We're like, oh yeah, I want to do this, and then also down at the earth, we're like, oh, I want to stick my dick in things. You know, it's like this animalistic, earthy energy, and 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 guys are usually. On I, the I love this, this. This is a metaphor because I, I'm immediately going like, you're denying each of us one thing. What's that? Like the opposite. There's yeah. a there's a oh, denial yeah, yeah. in this. Yeah, but but again, it's generalization. Sure. Okay. Okay. Gen okay. Go ahead. Any Sorry. generalization, it's just it's always flawed. But as a generalization, it's just like like I don't know. Your 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 classic nice guy, which I was for a long time of my life, was is like more with their energy up to the sky, like like um, and wanting to, you know, like classic nice guy. Yeah, I that's the key word there. For a long time, it classic did, nice guy. Christian, do you see what I'm saying here? Classic yeah. nice guy. It's I know there's like cliches and generalizations around that shit, but it's someone who's just not confident enough who like it might even be a manipulation tactic to try and get laid, where it's, it's called love bombing. Have you ever heard that? No. Classic nice guy is like he he buys special gifts for someone and overbears them with love so that they feel guilty when he demands something. Yeah, oh but, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's in a healthy sense, you know, yeah, but, yeah. a extreme but, sense. But to me, in the in the rawest sense of how that used to be for me, it was just like if I if I fell in love with a girl that I was had nothing to do with, I just got to know her a bit, and I was like, oh, she's so amazing. It, the with that thought didn't i i would rule out all the terrible things i wanted to do to her i'd be like oh, i could never do those awful things to her so, so i was like all in this kind of like look, in my head so analysis point here because then maybe this is just my opinion um maybe your kind of issues around sexuality not that they're issues whatever harry um maybe like number one is that you've got the the, mo the mother figure and the grandma, because those are your main women idols. Yeah, so yeah. as soon as you start to love uh, a woman, then you sort of put her in the same category. 
right? Which objectif- d- does, removes the objectification and puts her in like on a pedestal. Whereas a girl that you wouldn't necessarily date or fall in love with now is objectified on the almost opposite extreme sense. Because it's more that you want to be... Um, you know, I'm masculine or or aggressive and be despicable, which is like a word you use. Yeah, but because because to me the thing is is like like to me I would say I've I think I've I've balanced myself now. Like I can be both, and I think um, like for for women that's also very attractive. Where it's like I want to do terrible things to you. And I'm going to let you feel that, but I'm also just going to be cool. I can going to. I've got myself in control. I'm not going to be. A, I'm not going to jump you in an alleyway. Uh, and I respect you as a person. It's like, like I'm trying to be at a balanced level because, because like the whole nice guy vibe isn't is com- like. And I've had the same. I've had women do that kind of thing towards me, where they're being like nice. And it, and it's just like occasionally, and it's just like okay, now I get it. This is really gross. I've had the complete opposite experience. Sorry, dude. Um, whereas like women who are aggressively masculine in the way they flirt with you, for me, it turns me off very like quickly. You know, I, I it's a tough one to deal with. Like if I, someone I, aggressively flirting with me, I'm like fuck off. The the thing is. I found uh, this is interesting for me. For for me, those situations to work, I can handle it, but it's got to quickly be that she's got to let me have control again. So I'll 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 play with her when she's being like like kind of overtly sexual or whatever. But then you need to go. You better let me get back in control of this, or I'm done here. Because yeah, because and this is exactly where you and I differ. Because that to me is is really cool to give up control. That's fucking awesome. That's because you were in finance, dude. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, but I'm not into I'm not into S and M in any shape or form. No diapers. No, no, not that. I not on that level. But um, there there's an element of like, I, I feel like I have to control my environment all the time. Anyway, mm. it's, it's okay. nice when somebody's wild with yeah. You. Exactly, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 can can lead you by the hand. You know what I mean? So, but but I'd, I'd say that's a spectrum as well. I mean, for me, for me, I would say. But also, that's not a permanent thing. So the, yeah, this absolutely. is where it becomes. This is where it becomes always so fucking fluid. It's it's like that's not something that I crave on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, like th- th- there is there is something that. Um, and it, this is not only about sex, by the way. This is this goes beyond that that yeah. paradigm. It's just kind of what what is a relationship? How does a relationship work? I like a partner as much as you just said, Harry. That is in control of their own situation in life, and I don't have to m- basically make sure that they survive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but by that token also i love if that partner is even more than that like creative yeah. and and engaging and 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 brings something to the table because that actually allows me to do the same and that becomes interesting yeah the whole thing of like that that girl that just bats her eyes at you and that's fucked up boring it, it, exactly and and i mean to me the thing i guess say is for me it's probably like 
80, 20 or 70, 30, like, like 70% of the time, I like to be in control of things, be it like in the bedroom and be bring, but you know, like I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a strap on. You'll take a cattle like up one, the ass. A <laughs> couple, of, couple of days a month or something <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm feeling down and I hate myself. That's when I need a good Come on, I need beating. a good pegging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like make me get my shit back together <laughs> but it's early in the month so take the small one yeah first. exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh this guy's a fucking pro Christian knows Christian knows you gotta work your way up to uh, the bigger sizes ah oh, fuck yeah That's so funny. uh I was uh, I was expecting some like anger or some bigger reaction from Harry. Uh, I, I mean, I guess the, the other thing is that a root of his you know inexperience or the root of his but, trauma. And but, I know part of it's your ex-wife as well, but, but that's like something else, you know. But to me, though, like the way I see the world right now, yes, the majority of the power is still in the hands of men, but it's a legacy thing. The shift towards women is coming big time, and like within ten, fifteen, twenty years. Like all this stuff of like women leaders, etc., is going to be that will be the thing, and uh, and I'm totally cool with that. But there's a level of I'm not. I'm cool. We need to we need to shift this balance and see what happens. It's I love I love how Dean just learned how to troll. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because here's the thing. It's been my favorite thing ever. Is is the I, I think we've had a movement around women where they they've they've got a like a set of accepted social norms that have become dominant. Where if anyone dares to question, it's like yeah, like fucking explosions. And to me, that is hilarious. So most of the stuff where I say bad shit is because. Women are so easy to troll. It's f and you, <laughs> you see that that's a prime example. Women are so easy to troll. They mostly are. Like you throw in some stuff and they go, yeah. Anyone's easy to troll. Then, yeah, but yeah, but actually, I think I think no, no, no. Guys don't see through bullshit. Don't no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Don't play that. Don't, don't play that card on I, Facebook. It's, I've never been like, oh, it's only women who ever kind of comment. Have you ever have you ever watched all the chat energy that's on Facebook? Like fucking hell! Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, it's, the internet's riddled it's with riddled men with trolling and <laughs> I mean, freaking I guess, out. I guess the, this whole and this look is, at our YouTube section. I love yeah, exactly. those guys Wait, are men. I love how this comes to a very full circle, trollable. ladies and gentlemen. This is coming to a full circle. A full when, circle jerk. A full circle jerk. Uh, where Harry makes a statement, Dean and I dismantle it that it is actually not a gendered item yeah and uh we can live happily ever after harry this was absolutely enlightening thank you very much agreed we I, we haven't cracked it but we'll get there eventually yeah <laughs> and um i think we're, we're, oh wait can we do can we do shitty jokes of the of the week do you want one all right so tonto and the lone ranger you know you know that tonto is the the african-american indian whatever, the Native Americans and in the Lone Ranger, they're out on the plains of America just riding their horses. And, uh, and then Tonto says, stop. And he gets off his horse, puts his ear to the ground, and he, he's like down there for a while, and the Lone Ranger's watching. And then the Tonto gets up and he says, buffalo come. And the Lone Ranger looks around like it's empty for like, he can't, there's not even a dust cloud. And he's like, like, Tonto, Tonto, how, how do you know this? And Tonto goes, sticky. 
<laughs> you I, liked it. I liked it. I liked you gotta, it. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta put a, you gotta put <laughs> a hand to the air for that one. That's not bad. It's a good format for a podcast. Uh, I love visual jokes. Yeah. <laughs> well done. My my favorite uh, classic of all time. I'm sure everyone's heard this one, but in case you haven't, it's hilarious. It was an ad one point. So there's a British ship off the coast of Germany, and um, they're in a really rough storm. You know, I mean, yeah, I know you've heard this, but if somebody hasn't, it's gonna be awesome. So the the the, the ship starts sinking, and the British contact the Germans. They're like, uh, "Mayday, Mayday, help us! We're sinking! We're sinking!" And then the German Coast Guard goes. Uh, what are you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> you did that nicely. I've heard it before, but yes, I like the way you told it. That was very, very beautiful. Um, I have none. You have nothing. No. Um, I, have, I have too many blonde jokes, and it's fucking stupid. Do I don't a blonde like joke. Come on, let's do a classic blonde no. joke. If you go, come on, it's it's like. Why don't you improve it with a modern perspective on it? A, a modern perspective on a blonde joke. Yeah. So Pamela Challenge. Anderson, <laughs> a gender-neutral person. What are you calling? This is this is one that we told in school <laughs> when it when it was in fourth grade. What do you call um, Pamela Anderson doing breaststroke? No, an island with two mountains. There you go. Nice. That's, That's nice. That's a horrible. One. <laughs> uh, any plugs, guys? Uh, well, in your face comedy is happening. It's the third one. It's been going pretty well. It was so a great show. I like that one. Third, uh, yeah. Dean, Dean did. Dean got the biggest laugh on the oh, show. Oh, really? Actually. Thank you. Thank he you. He made a comeback. Yeah. He took the <laughs> comedy game by storm. Kind of like new his, jokes only. Yeah, and and actually there was there was the one you did about the uh, let's say about the dessert sweet thing, where I thought actually it worked, and you you said did um, you do a joke about baklava? No, I can't remember about the. Uh, I don't want to name it. The okay, let's say the Morankov. Oh yeah, yeah. And the my explanation around Morankov. It's yeah. a good. It's a good joke. Racist term. And I think you should sit in the awkwardness because the crowd oh, yeah? actually. I think the crowd liked it, and it, it, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Uh, third third of October. Third of October. In your face. In your face comedy. Find it on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and just YouTube. a few days before that, and this will come out on Tuesday. So on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, thirtieth of September, we will have Mr. Jonathan Duffy at uh, Comedy House at eight p.m. Um, we're very much looking forward to that, and we will also have Jonathan on this podcast. So the episode that follows this one. Most we'll likely will be with Duffy. Uh, Jonathan Duffy. Nice. And um, I'm very, very excited about that. Uh, for me, just catch me around town at, at either Harry's gig or the Kentucky Nights or whatever. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.